People like you, organizations like Rave Check, I love you guys. You are clear for takeoff runway 21 left. Winds are calm. Stand by for the retrans on uniform. It's showtime. Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the Ramp Check Podcast. Hi, I'm Tony Rumfalo. I'm Aaron Rumfalo. And it's Ryan Rumfalo. And uh, on the line with this, uh, coming all the way from, oh, geez, should I, should I say the Netherlands? Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, there he is. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we are very proud and happy to have uh, on the podcast, uh, he's, he's a professional aviation photographer and not only one of these guys that goes and, you know, sits out, you know, away on the edge of the airport. Um, he has a very unique perspective with his aviation photography, and I'm pretty damn jealous of it. Um, yeah, we all are. That's and, for sure. <laughs> and, and I hope I don't slaughter your name here, but it's uh, Frank Krebus. Yeah, Frank Krebus is how we, how we say it ourselves. Yeah. Great. Outstanding. Well, Frank, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. And and before we uh, before we got started, you let you, you let us know you you're just kind of you had dinner and you're you're sitting down, kind of kick your feet up, and you've already had a beer or two. Is that right? Only one beer, unfortunately. So yeah, so we have a, a big time difference between you guys and myself. So while it is eleven o'clock in the morning in Utah, uh, it's uh, just after seven o'clock, seven p.m. here in the Netherlands. And indeed, I just had a Budweiser together with my lasagna. <laughs> yeah. also, did you cook the lasagna on the barbecue because you're also no you know famous for your barbecuing <laughs> unfortunately not so my girl my fiance she made the best ever uh, lasagna but uh my barbecue will be uh up at, on tomorrow again and i'm not sure what i'm <laughs> going to have but i'm thinking of making a uh, shrimp tacos tomorrow Ooh. Ooh. Do, yeah. do you mind share do you mind sharing that recipe with us because i i cook on the grill all the time as well <laughs> okay cool i will i will <laughs> but I, need to be honest there. I mean, I'm going to gonna steal a, a recipe online as well. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah. Making me jealous over here. I had an Egg McMuffin from McDonald's this morning. <laughs> oh, so you spent your first dollar already. <laughs> That's right. Good on you, man. <laughs> All right. And uh, once again, welcome to Food Talk on the Ramp Check Podcast. Uh, <laughs> Well, uh, I know that uh, all of us have some questions for you, but I think Aaron wants to uh, get started first. So I'm going to I'm going to turn it over to Aaron for a second and uh, we'll go from there. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. So so, Frank, first of all, I just want to say again, it's an honor for us um, and especially me because I'm the photographer of the brothers. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I've been shooting aviation since since I was a kid. Um mm -hmm. Not in the same way that you do. That's why we're so jealous here. Um, but, uh, you know, I've had a few experiences going up in some aircraft, but nothing like you, nothing fighter jets and, you know, current military, and which is absolutely amazing. And and uh, all the images that, that you share on your website and on your social media. Um, mm -hmm. I mean, everybody knows who Frank is. Anybody that's into aviation and loves photography and photos, they know exactly who you um, are. <laughs> good. I mean, uh, that makes me feel really, really humble. And I already felt so grateful for the, all the opportunities that I get. But, uh, well, thank you. Yes, absolutely. Um, so we, we just want to kind of just 
kind of start out and and ask you um what got the aviation bug to bite you where what how did this begin um what really got you into the whole realm of aviation photography uh, it's hard to tell but as a uh, young kid i was uh, influenced by two of my uncles uh, one uh, worked in the in the netherlands air force and the other one was an aviation enthusiast and he he took me to uh, to an air show in 1991 already this a long time ago and i think i picked up the bug there yeah and, uh, um, and then i started as a number cruncher a aircraft spotter i, I wrote down tail numbers in the first few years and after that, I started to focus more and more on my uh, photography. Uh, and I never, ever uh, imagined or dreamed that I was able to make aerial photos. But uh, luckily, um, later in my life, I got uh, also those opportunities. And um, and that's where I am now. Wow. Wow. <laughs> and, not, and not only aerial photography, but aerial photography from aircraft that most people in their lives will never get the opportunity to fly in. I, yeah, and I, I pinch myself all the time that it happens to me. <laughs> I mean, I'm, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm from the Netherlands, and I am flying in not only in Dutch aircraft, but I am flying in U.S. military aircraft. I mean, that's pretty unique. And uh, again, I feel very thankful for all of those opportunities, and I don't take it for granted. That's that's awesome. Yeah, I mean, I could just imagine um, what it was like when you got that first call that you were going to go on a sortie and. Am I mistaken? Your first was your first military flight in an F sixteen, or am I wrong on that? So to be honest, I turned down my first opportunity to fly in the backseat of an F sixteen, and the reason that I did that is that I requested the Netherlands Air Force uh, to fly in the backseat to make photos, mm -hmm. uh, and uh, that was for a book project that I worked on, and then they declined my request to fly with my camera because there were some, uh, they have had some issues in the past during a low-level sortie in Canada where two F-16s crashed into each other because they, the guys tried to make photos of each other. So oh. that was the reason that they didn't allow other photographers than their own aerial photographers in the backseat of an F-16. Okay. And then they uh, came up with the, uh, they invited me for a backseat uh, in, in one of the Vipers. And then I said, no, thank you, because I don't want to walk in the way. I want to add value to a sortie and not oh. walk in the way. And uh, that's when I said, no, thank you. And uh, wow. it wasn't really, it wasn't even hard for me to decline uh, that uh, opportunity because uh, that's how I feel about it. Uh -huh. And apparently... Up, up in the higher echelon in the Netherlands Air Force, they, they liked uh, how I look, look at that, those things. And then they uh, gave me the uh, ultimate opportunity to, uh, to take my camera along as well. Wow. And uh, that, that happened, let's say, uh, 10 years ago or 11 years ago. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Oh, I, I would imagine that that gave the impression of how professional and how serious you took it. Because, I mean, they can't just take anybody up flying. No, um, I'm but sure they don't they, take civilians. they don't take civilians in the backseat at all. So it was already already unique that they offered me that opportunity. Uh, but again, I uh, turned it down. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Wow. <laughs> that's that's crazy. So um, then, so what? Uh, so you turned that one down, and I think you alluded to this a little bit. So what was your actual first um, opportunity that you actually flew in the backseat with your camera? 
So that, that happened in December. Uh, so we are in 2020, so 2010 or so, or 20, 2009 in December. Uh-huh. So, uh, so the, back then the Netherlands Air Force had a training detachment of F-16s in Springfield, Ohio. And, uh, I was allowed to fly in one of their back seats there. Um, but it, before that, I already had a opportunity twice, uh, two opportunities in the backseat of L-39. So I knew a bit how it feels in a uh, fast jet cockpit uh, environment. Um, and then I got the F-16 uh, ride, which was really neat. Oh, yeah, that. You think? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's incredible. Yes. Um, so but you, I, must know, I, I, so, so you must know that I really, really enjoy my flights. But while I'm flying, I'm not enjoying. I'm working in the in the cockpit. So it's it's, I, 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 uh, yeah. I'm I'm taking it really uh, professional. I mean, the, the enjoyment starts when I'm downloading my images from my cards, and then the the happiness is all start starts. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, on that first that first sortie, and I guess you know a number after that. Um, mm-hmm. Was was there, you know, as an aviation photographer, I definitely wanted to ask you this question. Was was there anything that surprised you or that you learned immediately by being in that different environment in the cockpit uh, shooting photos? And specifically, if you had to make quick on the fly adjustments to make everything work how you had imagined. Uh, I had a steep learning curve, but um, before each flight, and it still still occurs today, is that I'm preparing uh, into so so in the, so deep. So I'm dreaming about it. I'm, I'm so I'm, uh, all scenarios come to mind already before I board an aircraft. So what I learned on my first flight is that I need to be more in um, more. Um, I need to be more dominant as a backseater. I need to be more directive is the correct word. So I need to be more directive in order to, to place the other aircraft that I'd like to photograph uh, uh, on my uh, the, the flies that followed after my first F-16 ride. So as of today, I'm pretty a dominant dude in the backseat. Uh, I'm, and that's, that's really fortunate. I am not a military. So, uh, uh-huh. I'm not a, a sergeant, for example, who is flying with a lieutenant colonel in the front seat, who is, uh, who can't give orders for mm-hmm. me as a civilian. It's, it's, uh, and I'm really, on, uh, uh, um, it's easier for me to, to ask for, f- to a colonel, for example, to, to fly a little high, stack a little higher or go forward, go more aft. Um, than it is for a uh, military person. So that really mm-hmm. helps me, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Um, hey, Frank. Uh, so being a civilian is an advantage in this world for me in, as an area photographer. Right. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, hey, Frank, uh, this is Ryan, the youngest brother. Hey, How are you doing? <laughs> Good. I, I didn't get a chance to talk to you before, so technically this is the first time we're meeting. But um, wanted to get that out of the way. Um, I, I just have a, a a comment first, and then a, a two part question. Um, I remember there's a, a photo you took um, of an F four Phantom with the afterburner, and I think it looks like it might be at sunset. Mm-hmm. Um, I just wanted to say what an incredible shot that is. I. Uh, when uh, Aaron shared that with me, I was like, holy shit, who took that photo? That's awesome. <laughs> so um, the Phantom being one of my favorite aircraft. So anyway, there's there's my comment. Um, 
My questions are a little less on the technical side. I know Aaron's the photographer and you and him probably nerd out a little bit over the, the <laughs> photography aspect. Yeah. But, um, do you, uh, do you have like, a, first of all, do you have a favorite aircraft that you've flown in? One that you were just blown away or are they all equally cool? Um, secondly, is there any, uh, one of these, flights that you went on that maybe stands out to you um, that was either in a way of like this was so incredible or just something that took place that that maybe stands out? There's a lot of questions. Uh, <laughs> so, um, we I don't usually say, let him we don't let him too. talk very much so he gets them all out at once. Okay here we go. Okay here we go. So my favorite aircraft to make to take photos from is the F-15 Eagle. Mm. Uh, because it has a nice roomy cockpit and has, has a great clear canopy to take photos from. Uh, I have done five F-15 rides and all of them are very dear to me. I mean, all of them are great me memories. That said, wow. all of my flights are memories and that I really cherish and, uh, and they're all different experiences. As for my most favorite flight, um, is the one that I did last year, uh, in January last year, when I was flying in the backseat of an F-16 from the Netherlands Air Force, uh, while we were making photos of a Dutch F-35 over the Pacific Ocean. And after our sortie, uh, uh, which took way too long, and we did multiple aerial refuelings while we were waiting for a, a missile shot that never happened, we did a Sidewinder low-level flight, uh, uh, low-level route uh, throughout uh, California. Oh, and that wow. was so freaking cool. So, so that's, that's, that experience, uh, stand out the most for me. That not specifically because of the photos that I took on that flight, but I flew through the Sidewinder. Uh, I flew through the Star Wars Canyon myself in the backseat. Oh, and, uh, wow. that, fe that feeling uh, stands out. Uh, to and then afterwards, we landed at Edwards Air Force Base. I mean, that's <laughs> perfect. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> Did, uh, so jealous. Mm -hmm. Did some uh, AvGeek photographers catch you guys in that flight and share those photos yeah. with you? Oh, yeah, absolutely. There were quite a bunch of uh, guys and friends uh, who were out there at, in the canyon. So I have a nice picture on my wall uh, of me in the backseat of that F-16. Oh. <laughs> and, oh, yeah, and, and again, all of my flights are very memorable to me. I mean, uh, yeah. the, the F-35 work that I've, that I've done so far for the Netherlands Air Force is something that really put me... Uh, where I am now, but also all of the other flights with, for example, F-16s, F-15s, F-4, A-4, Skyhawk, uh, T-38s, everything. I mean, I cherish all of the flights, especially because of the, the, the people that I've met throughout them and the friendship that, that came from those flights. I mean, that's, uh, it sounds a bit cheesy. I'm aware of that, but that's, that's really how I feel about it. And, um, that's why I like all of my flying. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we, We've mentioned that aspect of the whole cheesy part. I mean, one of the reasons we love being involved in aviation and doing our podcast and, uh, is just the involvement and the relationships that you build with everybody. Cause everybody kind of understands on the same level. Cause we all have mm -hmm. the love of aviation and, you know, specifically fighter jets and, um, yeah. So we're and so and also the personality type of person uh, that I'm dealing with, especially Americans. I mean, you guys are always uh, everything is about winning. And for me, I'm, I'm a, uh, I have a background in sports as well, being with horse racing. And I, I uh, winning is in my DNA. Uh, mm -hmm. Going for the best shot in the air is is in my DNA. And I'm, I, 
So and, and that, yeah, that matches really well uh, with the uh, Air Force uh, community that I've worked for with so far. Well, and looking at your images, Frank, this is Tony again. Um, yeah, I, I, you win. I, that's all I can say. Uh, I, I've, I, have, I have never seen such amazing images. I mean, even, even airborne photography, which most people obviously do not get the same opportunities that you do. I want to ask you a question about one of your F-35 photos um, mm -hmm. from your, uh, your California gallery. Um, there's one where you have a direct overhead shot of the F-35. You know which one I'm talking about, right? Yep. Yeah, yeah. So have you seen the movie Top Gun? Oh, dude. I know. <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's a I mean, dumb two question. Ago, two weeks ago with my, my, with my daughter, so yeah. So, so when people Everything ask, right. when people, when people ask you about that picture, do you get to say, because I was inverted? Were you inverted no, when you I took mean, that? I mean, uh, yeah, I know everybody, uh, yeah, that's the phrase that comes into mind, right? Um, <laughs> right. Uh, but I'm, um, it's one of the images that I'm pretty proud of uh, myself. And it isn't shot inverted. Um, the way you take uh, an image like that is that you make some sort of a roll over the other aircraft. So oh. in this case, the F-35. So F-16 made a roll uh, and, and, and rolled past the 90 degrees, but I'm not uh, upside down. Uh, so I'm shooting over my shoulder, for, uh, to, to be honest. Um, and that's how I do that. Wow. It's an yeah, amazing it's shot. shot. And it isn't like in the movie that you're hanging uh, upside down. That's that's <laughs> simply not the case. So it doesn't work that way. So yeah. you didn't get to uh, do the the foreign relation. The thing, no, yeah. the bird, no, no, <laughs> no. You weren't communicating. No, no, no. It's a very good friend of mine who flew the F thirty five. So no, I wouldn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and then uh, I, I know. So I I saw your uh, YouTube interview that you did with uh, that Ted Forbes did with you. Um, oh, yeah, with that, yeah. Yeah, and he was asking, you know, about the flying experience itself. And so you love pulling high Gs, and you've never been sick in the cockpit? Is that really true? That, that's correct, yeah. I, I love the Gs. I love the, yeah, I love the tension on my body. Yep. Wow. Ever and, then, and, I, and I'm extremely fortunate that, that my body cooperates because I know from guys uh, who also tried, uh, even one, one current F-35 pilot, who th he threw up on his initial flights. And um, <laughs> I, don't have the luxury, I don't have the luxury to get sick. I mean, uh, uh, I, there's only a one-chance opportunity. Yeah. Um, so uh, I'm really happy uh, that uh, my body cooperates. And I think... And, and this is a true story. I think my body started to cooperate with this when I was playing on a swing when I was young uh, all the time. So I, I was on a swing all the time, uh, hanging upside down and doing all crazy, uh, crazy things. So I think, I think my body started to adjust to those environments uh, back then. <laughs> That's awesome. And then I, I just have one more question. I'll let these guys chime in. This kind of goes back to what um, Ryan was talking about of that uh, that picture uh, with the F4 Phantom and Afterburner. Um, mm -hmm. can you, can you give us, there's gotta be some kind of a story behind that. That did, were you able yeah. to set that shot up or you just go ahead and tell us? Uh, we'd love to hear about it. Um, it all starts with a good relationship with, uh, with this, with the squadron, uh, with, in this case, a German F4 squadron. So the guys in the squadron were already, 
we became really friendly with them. So uh, then the idea came up to to do this uh, photo shoot. Uh, we is in this case uh, myself and then Rich Cooper uh, and and Steve Comber, a friend of uh, ours as well. Mm-hmm. And then um, we hired a Learjet for this photo fly. So this wasn't shot from a backseat, but from a Learjet. Um, okay. And then uh, we took off. We briefed it. I think Rich Cooper briefed this flight. Sorry. Briefed this flight um, with me. And then what you see is an F4 Phantom br- uh, breaking away in full afterburner while a flare, a decoy flare, ignites and that illuminates the F4. So that, and, and with a sunset backdrop. Wow. That's how this image was uh, shot. And, uh, during the briefing, we already, uh, uh, um, discussed the issue that the F4 would a- accelerate pretty fast when it was kicking in the afterburner. So the F4 started, let's say five seconds behind and then he kicked in the afterburner and, and, and passed along us and then broke away, uh, away into the sunset while the flare he popped out the flare and that illuminated the aircraft. Does it make sense? That makes yeah, absolute sense. Yeah. That that is amazing. I, I just I am mm-hmm. in awe at that photo. I I, I don't know why. It, well, I do know why. Oh, you know, <laughs> it, it, it looks like it is. You're looking at the sun, but it is not the sun. You're looking at a decoy flare that's illuminated. Mm-hmm. What a neat effect! That is incredible. Yeah, yeah. When, yeah. when you really look at it, you can really. Wow, that's incredible now that you explain it. Yeah, it looks like the sun is setting, but mm-hmm. when you look at it closer, yeah, it's a flare. Yeah, that's that's quite the capture. <laughs> yeah, it was awesome. It was really awesome. It was, uh, but after that, uh, so that was before I actually got my F4 backseat ride. So we did quite a few flights with uh, the F4 guys out of Whitmond uh, back then. Oh, okay. And, and how long ago was this picture taken again? So that's uh, eight years ago. So my flight was on 11th of June, 2013. So this was, uh, oh, it might have been in February, 2013. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, going back towards the beginning again, I'll just kind of go back there for a second. Um, what, what, was the, um, what was the first photo or, you know, first set of photos that, were either published or picked up and used by the military. Um, what, I, I guess, what was the goal of those photos, um, in the initial stages of what you were doing? Um, so, uh, the story goes, um, a, a little in a different direction now. So, okay. at some point in my life, I was, uh, involved in an internet company and that we, and, uh, after uh, that we sold to eBay. So our company became eBay company and that gave me the freedom uh, to do whatever I wanted. And one of the things that I wanted to do is uh, get closer to military aviation. And then while I was mowing my lawn, I decided that I bec- wanted to be a professional aviation photographer. So that's where it all started. And, uh, uh, and since back then I had the luxury to hire an L39 and um, I flew that L39 uh, backseat in, in Houston, Texas, um, and I did some photos there, and that's where it all started. And then in the Netherlands, I also hired an FL-39, and I took images of an F-16, and the Air Force started to use those uh, images, and that was before my F-16 flight, actual flight. Okay. So that's how it all started, and then uh, I always offer my images to the uh, units that I work with. So in this case, the Netherlands Air Force started to use my images. Uh, while I was also contributing to a Dutch aircraft magazine, it's called Scramble, 
So I've been an editor there, and then uh, I also started working for Aircraft Illustrated and uh, Combat Aircraft a a after that, and still I'm still a contributor to uh, Aircraft Illustrated. Uh, I mean, uh, Combat Aircraft. So that's all how it all started. But the, the first image, I don't know. Uh, my first aerial image has been published. I don't know. I do not know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's crazy because I can remember, you know, all these years, you know, reading those magazines and, and, and seeing those. And, uh, wow. I mean, there you were. And here we are all these years later talking over the podcast. <laughs> yeah. And again, I'm pinching myself, uh, <laughs> that I've been able to do all this. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so you mentioned that, uh, the company, um, that, that you were involved with sold to eBay. So, uh, was Elon Musk still involved in that? And uh, you realize he says the era of fighter jet uh, pilot is over, right? No, Elon Musk. Uh, Elon Musk. Uh, no, no, no. Elon Musk was a uh, PayPal, right? Yeah. So oh, he went in the direction. My bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was in the business uh, in the in the, uh, um, the classified advertisement business. So something like Craigslist. Yeah. And we had, a, we had a company similar to that, and that was acquired by eBay back in two thousand and four. That's that's right. Musk founded PayPal, and then right. eBay. He was a co he was a co-founder. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, that was. Uh, but PayPal became an eBay company afterwards. So there right. is indeed a relationship between them, both of them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Those. Those were some, uh, some interesting comments, but our, um, uh, we, uh, interviewed, uh, one of our good friends who's also an F-35 pilot here in the United States, uh, fast. I don't know if you've heard any of the podcasts with him. Um, no, I'm but he, he was at that symposium in Florida where, where Elon Musk was talking about, you know, drones and fighter, oh, really? fighter pilots. And, and he said, when you listen to the whole interview, you gotta get more of a context that, he wasn't really cutting down on fighter pots and saying they weren't going to be necessary, but, uh, you know, but, but anyway, <laughs> interesting, thought. interesting thought. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, so as, as far as, uh, all your flights go and all the memorabilia that you collect, um, which is mm -hmm. pretty cool. Just seeing photos, um, and other, uh, interviews that you've done. Um, you've got quite the collection there and, uh, it looks like, uh, patches, coins, um, and then what models, models and, and one, do the, uh, do the units hook you up with those models as well as like a patch or a coin? Um, uh, tell us a little bit about uh, the depends. collection. Well, it depends. So, um, I always try to ask polite. I'm not sure if I'm polite, but I try to put, <laughs> ask polite a unit patch after I've flown with a specific unit. Uh huh. And as for the models, I bought most of them myself. Uh, with the, uh, there's one who came from a sponsor deal while well, I'm looking around now. So, and the coins are, uh, I think half of them I, I, I bought and while well, the other half they, they gave it to me. Uh, but I, I really cherish those. I mean, those are the uh, memorability, Billy, that matter to me. I mean, it's all yeah. of them are, are part of an experience. Yeah. Uh, and story, uh, and that's, that's, I'm equal proud of my memorabilia as for my images. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. Th those are, um, some of those patches that, that you've shown on, uh, on Instagram have, I mean, just all the different units and that, that one wall of patches that you have, all the different units that you've flown with. I mean, that, that, that just mm -hmm. keeps growing. <laughs> it seems like 
every yeah. time we see it. That's the plan. That's the plan. There's plenty of plenty of room left there. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then there's also uh, uh, a pair of briefing sticks that I have that I use to uh, come up with some setups uh, that I use uh, while being creative and prepare for a photo flight. So, um, yeah, it's also part of my collection. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, and then uh, I'll throw another question in here and then r- let Ryan and Tony ask again. I, there's so many of them. It's, it's really an honor to, to, to talk with you. Um, when the, uh, the Netherlands um, received their first F-35, um, the A model, um, how involved were you with uh, taking the photos and, uh, you know, really, you know, putting the publicity out that, you know, the Netherlands now have this fifth generation capability. Um, how involved were you with that? And uh, um, obviously the flights that you've gone on, I mean, the photos are just incredible. Um, but again, just how involved were you in the beginning and, uh, you know, kind of with, you know, getting that information out that, hey, the Netherlands has this fifth generation capability. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's a good question. So um, before the Dutch government decided uh, which uh, next generation aircraft would be, uh, replace the F-16, I already was networking with the uh, public affairs, uh, the, the chief of public affairs uh, of the Netherlands Air Force to be close to making, to, to be close to the, the subject. So mm-hmm. when, um, so uh, I've been, and I don't know, don't know the exact year anymore, but I've been to the very early F-35 meetings, media meetings in the U.S. So uh, the Dutch, the Dutch Air Force took media to um, Fort Worth, for example, to show the F-35, uh, and I already was there. And I, and I, my main goal back then was already to be the uh, uh, first F-35 photographer for the Netherlands Air Force. Um, wow. Uh, and that's, that's because I, uh, I am too young, can you imagine? I'm too young <laughs> to have seen the first generation of F-16 in the Netherlands Air Force. Yeah. So, uh, so I didn't want to miss the initial batch of the F-35 or the, the workup phase. So, uh, that's, uh, how it all started. And, um, and I've been following the F-35, uh, ever since. And, uh, even when there was a Edwards Air Force Base open house and that, then they announced that the F-35 would be there. So it was be their first prototype. Uh, a uh, AA one. Uh, I went to Edwards just to see that one, and uh, I'm really dedicated to the F-35. So uh, along the way, I got to meet uh, some really nice people, and who became friends of mine, and uh, also they became F-35 pilots. So um, yeah, that that happened, and um, nice. Yeah, and I did quite a few flights with, with them uh, ever since. Yeah. Oh wow! Yeah, that's that's great. It's you know living here uh, in Utah. Um, and, you know, Hill Air Force Base, Utah, you know, home of the first, uh, U.S. Yeah. Air Force combat. Yeah. It's, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm sure they would, uh, they would love to have you and we can give you some names and numbers if you don't already have them of who to contact. <laughs> I know I haven't contacted them yet because, but uh, I'd love to do some, even some ground photos there. I mean, it's so beautiful there in, uh, in Utah. Uh, I, I went through Salt Lake City a few times on my way to Tucson, for example. Mm-hmm. And then look out the window. I thought all the time, thinking I want to go there someday, especially Hill Air Force Base. Uh, it's a very scenic, unique place, and I'd love to go there someday. Right. And you know, Hill Air Force Base is the home of the F thirty five demo team. Uh, 
as well. Which is a great opportunity. And um, and then, of course, we'll finally get that opportunity to uh, the four of us sit down and, and have a couple beers, right? <laughs> yeah. A couple indeed, yes. <laughs> that doesn't stop at all. And wait. As soon as the virus is over, I'm coming over to the U.S. again, man. I need to go there. Yeah. Well, we, we we definitely want you here. So does everybody else. Yeah, yeah and we, we <laughs> got the virus. Oh, go ahead, Ryan. You got a free place to stay <laughs> if you need somewhere to stay in Utah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Thanks. Absolutely. So uh, not to not to switch gears too much, but uh, you mentioned, you know, the, the whole virus thing. How uh, how are things uh, for you and and, you know, the Netherlands in general right now? So we have something that is called an intelligent lockdown, which means that we are uh, asked to work from home. The schools are closed, but most stores are still open. Shops are still open. Um, and uh, they are planning to over reopen the schools in, uh, in two and a half weeks from now, which is really neat. So the, the, the kids can go back to school, but bars and restaurants and stuff are still uh, will maintain to stay closed. Mm -hmm. As the same thing counts for festivals. Um, uh, and but the um, the amount of people that are getting sick and are end up at the IC is uh, declining rapidly. So uh, we are uh, at the at, at the good side of the curve at the moment. And uh, but don't think we will be back to normal life uh, anytime soon. I think we'll have to wait until at least September or so be, until uh, life will be uh, normal again. Mm -hmm. How's how's Utah? Yeah, I mean, really, Utah is one of those states in the U.S. that has done, I like the way you put that, done an intelligent lockdown. Is that what you mm -hmm. said? Yeah. So, yeah. Um, really, it's about the same here in Utah. Uh, the schools, though, they're going to remain closed for the rest of the school year, um, from what we've heard. But, you know, they're, they're actually looking at starting to, uh, slowly reopen. Uh, things in, in different phases. There was a plan that was outlawed or outlined, uh, by our president, you know, that how they would like to go about things, but it's being left up to the governors. And, and course, I yeah. think Aaron and Ryan will both agree with me that, that our governor has handled it, um, a lot better than some of the other governors have in our country. Um, mm -hmm. as far as, you know, the political power and where that should stop and, and this and that. So, um, yeah, I, we're on the, we're on the right track as well. And, and, you know, one unique cool. thing about Utah is we're not this huge, like densely populated, um, hub, mm -hmm. you know, and so, um, you know, we obviously have fared a lot better than, you know, New York, Louisiana, you know, California, some of these mm -hmm. other states. So, so we're looking forward yeah. to, um, to, uh, you know, life resuming. You know, it's close yeah. to normal. Go back to a bar, see some friends and stuff. Yeah, can't wait. Exactly. Yeah, definitely. We can't, we can't wait either. So, yeah. I mean, I, I, I love the the idea behind having a Zoom meet with uh, with friends and drink a beer behind a computer. Mm -hmm. But I want to go out there with them in real life and have some fun again. Well, and and shake hands and and give a hug sure. and just have that yep. that personal contact and Absolutely. and for crying out loud to go out and be able to. Go aircraft spotting again and go to air shows. Yeah. And yeah, it's just. Yeah. So I, I went uh, and they allow us there here in the Netherlands. Uh, I went to uh, the Leeuwarden Air Base earlier in the week. I needed to see an F-35. I mean, there was, a, I haven't, hadn't seen an F-35 this entire year. Mm -hmm. 
So I drove up to the airbase, which is only 15 minutes away from my house. Yeah. And I was lucky to see one land, and then I went home immediately afterwards. But uh, that made me happy to see an F-35 again. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah that, that's what we do, too. We yeah. uh, The F-35 demo team has been putting on a couple demos a week out of Hill Air Force Base. And, and so being, being yeah. able to go up there and get our fix while a lot of things are locked down ha- has been a treat. That's been great. Yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. But they don't allow me on the airbase, unfortunately, so I have to stay outside, yeah. which is understandable. I mean, I, yeah, that will happen in the future again. I mean, no worries about that. Right. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's, a, it's an era that we're going to remember the rest of our lives, and even uh, even the next generation will remember this. And that's, that's quite quite unique. I feel that way as well. I mean, yeah, I'm really confident of what's going on here and uh, how I experience uh, the situation. And there was... Uh, um there was recently an announcement that the uh, the Navy, U.S. Navy Blue Angels and the U.S. Air Force Thunderbirds are teaming up to uh, do some flyovers over some of the American cities. Yeah. And then they're going to kind of go into their own like thing, that. too. Uh, great. Salt Lake City is not on the list yet, but uh, we're hoping mm-hmm. that it'll make it. But so I Aaron and Ryan live in northern Utah near Salt Lake City. I live in southern mm-hmm. Utah. Um which I'm only about an hour and a half from Nellis Air Force Base. So if I find out they're going to fly down yeah. there again, that's where I'm going. Yeah. Um, I imagine. Yeah, that would be cool. But you have to, the F-35 demo team. They might do a flight over Utah. You never know. Yeah, yeah we're hoping. We're, our fingers are, are crossed. Um, yeah. So another question I had for you, Frank, is um, I, I it mentioned uh, on your website uh, that you own some – you guys own some land – uh, that they do like the, there's like an annual dance festival. Did I read that right? Yeah, that's correct. What type of festival is that? I'm just curious. So we lent indeed the land to a uh, a, a to a festival, and it's called Wildeburg, and they have a 24 hour dance festival. So it's basically electronic music and a lot of arts there as well, and it draws uh, around uh, 16,000 people. Uh, but unfortunately, they had to cancel uh, for this year because of the virus. Right. Okay. Oh, that's, yeah. So that's similar to uh, some of the festivals that uh, that were here in the U.S. I was just curious. Well, yeah. Oh, and, and, and my role in there is just I, I hang out there with friends and drink beer. So, uh, <laughs> so this this is our family company that, uh, that uh, and my brothers involved in with that festival. Uh-huh. But I have the easy job. It is uh, it's just uh, spent money there. <laughs> so, yeah. so you get the uh, you get the unique privilege though of somebody's acting up and they're not they're misbehaving. You can actually say, "Hey, get off my land." <laughs> Correct. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> yep. And uh, not a, it, it didn't happen to me at all, but it happened in the past uh, to me personally. But it, it happens that they kick off the people from our property, indeed. Right. Yeah. That happens. Yeah, that's funny. Hey, um, Frank, going back to uh, some of your photography, um, just looking at all your pictures, you know, just when I think there's something you have not taken a photo of, I see it. Um, <laughs> meaning like the F-14 Tomcat, you know, the the Grippins, the Hercules, and then I'm thinking bombers, and you've got a B-52 in there. Uh, you have the Typhoons. Um is there anything in your mind that is kind of like the one that got away that you have not been able to photo that you would absolutely love to take a picture of? Meaning, 
you know, I noticed you even have the F-117 on here, so I can't even say that one that you have not. Um, is, is there? So uh, Go ahead. So, yeah, of, of course. There's a lot of things that I haven't done before. Uh, uh, but the, the thing that didn't happen is that um, I've I've been invited once to fly with the Griffins, which is the, the 144 fighter wing from the California Energy Guard, when they were deployed out in uh, Ukraine. And uh, the idea was to have me in the backseat to, to take photos of their F-15s over Ukraine with uh, information with uh, Sukhoi 27 flanker, a MiG-29 fans, uh, fulcrum, and then Suko 25 Frogfoot and then an SU-22 uh, Fencer. So um, everything was briefed and I sat, uh, sat in the cockpit and uh, we took off uh, and took, some, uh, took a couple of photos of the F-15s and then uh, the uh, Ukraine Air Force uh, aircraft took off as well. And then we had to declare an emergency, unfortunately, because of a hydraulic uh, uh, failure in our F-15. Oh. So we had to, had to land and, and grab the cable uh, out of that airbase. Uh, and so that shoot didn't happen, which this happened two years ago or so. And I'm still hoping that this will happen in the future again, but um, to take the actual photos. Yeah. And not, not a trap. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it was quite an experience, to be honest. Um, so that didn't happen. And obviously there have been uh, quite a few uh, flights that had been uh, semi-approved. But once uh, we got closer to the approval uh, process, uh, it was declined. For example, I was very, very, very close to fly with the uh, Vermont Air National Guard F-16s a few years ago. Uh, and I already booked my flight. Uh, but unfortunately, uh, they had to cancel my photo flight because of some political uh, issues there. Oh. They were fighting. Uh, yeah. The F-35 coming to Vermont. Oh, yeah. So, so as a aerial photographer and a human being, we all have to uh, learn uh, to, to cope with uh, disappointments as well. Uh, and that, that same counts for me as well, of course. Yeah. Yeah, we, we've, we've spoken about that Vermont political issue a few times on the podcast. But, uh, yeah, that, that's, that's unfortunate. Um, but it happens. I mean, yeah. Yeah, other things happen Definitely. and will be. Uh, yeah. Definitely. You take some, you lose. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I think a lot of issues with with things like that that happen are just mostly people uninformed and and don't really understand, um, and so they, they kind yeah. of fear the unknown, you know. Um, yeah, well, and also uh, a big part of uh, the process, uh, a big part of uh, being a aerial photographer is uncertainty. So most of the approvals are only given, let's say, a few days before a actual photo flight, which means that sometimes I have to, I already bought a airline ticket to the US yeah. and don't get to fly at all. Uh, and, and, and so, and in the, in the, so I have to keep my agenda free as well. It's, I mean, that, that's, uh, that's a issue that I'm struggling with sometimes because there's a lot of uncertainty again in, in the process. Yeah. Nothing, nothing is for certain. I mean, it's, you're working with the military and, um, uh, and it happens or it doesn't happen at all. I mean, yeah, but I've been lucky. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, um, I wanted to ask you a couple questions about, uh, the equipment that you use. Um, mm -hmm. is, is there a certain lens that, that is your favorite lens to use when you're shooting in the cockpit and, uh, um, is there a certain uh, camera brand, whether it be Canon, Nikon? I don't even know if you can talk about that. Maybe it's <laughs> maybe it's a little. Yeah, I, I definitely talk about yeah. it. So I am a 
Canon photographer, and uh, and that's because that's I started shooting Canon a uh, hundred years ago, yeah. and without a reason. A friend of mine uh, advised me to go for Canon, so I started with Canon. So um, that doesn't mean that I don't find uh, that I find uh, Nikon crap or Sony or whatever. I, I'd love to have a Sony, by the yeah. way. But, but the, the, the camera that I'm using is a EOS 1DX Mark II nice. uh, in combination with a 24 to 105 lens, mm. uh, 105 millimeter. All right. uh, that's my main lens for backseat rides. Uh, and for and there's also another lens that I really like, which is a 11 to 24 mil lens as well. And that lens is really important to me because I, the only thing that I do with that one is take selfies. <laughs> so that's my selfie. Lens. I'm taking it along in the, in the backseat as well. Yeah. And I'm always flying with two cameras. Uh, also always have a, a similar uh, backup camera with me because I feel the responsibility uh, not to let down uh, the, the, uh, the unit that I'm flying with. I don't want to end up with technical issues on my camera and don't deliver images. So I always fly with uh, a, a similar set. Yeah. Uh, in the, in the cockpit. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's, and, and I love how you say that, how it's all about, you don't want to disappoint the people that gave you that opportunity. No, they're going to have the sharpest Frank ever uh, when they put me in the cockpit and I'm going to be the best Frank ever when I'm going to sit there. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm so prepared. Yeah. That's, that's a, that's, that, that's a mental thing. I mean, that's how I approach it. And, uh, uh so yeah, that's why I take it. Uh, that's, that's great. Happened, I mean, uh, last year I was flying uh, out at Eilson Air Force Base, Alaska, with the aggressors. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've been dreaming. I have a, a poster on my wall of the 18th Aggressor Squadron already since they stood up in a long time ago uh, in Alaska, and I dreamt of flying with them ever since. And then last year that happened, and I'm extremely proud of that. Uh, but on the when we were flying onto initial initial break over at the field uh, for the break, my camera stopped working so um fortunately i had a similar camera with me and i was able to take a photo with that uh, 11 to 24 mil uh-huh. lens but still i got and i was really happy that i brought brought that camera and also was really happy that that my camera my prime camera didn't jam earlier in the flight of course yeah but bringing a backup camera is key is something is mandatory you have to do that yeah yeah wow um and then um Kind of, you know, the future photography. Have have you looked into uh, Canon's new mirrorless systems, like the new R five that's supposed to come out this year? Is is there anything that entices you to look at that? Um, I'm interested in that. Uh, I haven't looked into the details yet of this camera. Uh, the main reason for me to be enthusiastic about one of those cameras, it could be Sony as well, is the the weight difference. So uh, my DSLR is pretty heavy. Yeah especially when you pull these. So uh, having a uh, lighter camera is a huge advantage for me. Uh, so that's why I'm interested in that. And also, of course, uh, uh, you, 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 yeah, the sensor can be large enough, the, 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 the ISO, so the, the sens- sensitivity of, a, of the, 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 um, uh, tada, the card the sensor. Yeah. The sensor is a word that I'm looking for. So the sensitivity of the sensor is uh, also really important to me because I like to fly around sunset. And having less uh, uh, noise on my images is uh, pretty important in that case. So this, th- those are uh, considerations that I take into mind when I look at uh, new cameras. And I think I'm thinking indeed of upgrading uh, this or uh, this, this year or next yeah. year. Yeah. And a Canon or camera, uh, Canon. I don't yeah. Know yeah. Sure. Definitely. And and can even Canon's new uh, R series glass. And I know I'm kind of nerding out with you with photography because. 
I'm the photographer, but <laughs> but uh, Canon's yeah. new R series glass that they're coming out with is incredible, um, and I can't wait to get my hands on some of that. Yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, let's share experiences next year. For example, I'm I'm really curious what it what it will bring to yes. us. Yes, yeah, definitely. Me too. But again, I mean uh, to to uh, uh, to switch to a different brand or to mirrorless. I mean, I have those big lenses that I need to to sell them first. I yeah. assume before I switch over to, to a different system. So, but I like new stuff. So why not? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, Frank, I know that uh, the the virus has kind of thrown everything out the window as far as your plans. What uh, uh, and you say you're you're you want to come back over here to the States as soon as this is over with, do you have something planned or you just need to see some F-35s or are you, you know, going to be going back up in something again soon? It could be two in one as well. Eh? So it's, it could be seeing and having plans to see F-35s. So before the fires kicked in, I was uh, about to, and I already booked my ticket uh, to, to go to uh, Luke Air Force Base mm -hmm. uh, and then also to the Yuma Air Show, uh, which was in March, I assume. So uh, only two days before I uh, was about to leave, I had to cancel because of the virus. I mean, it, uh, it became already pretty serious in this environment before it hit the U.S., and I thought it was uh, wise to stay at home. So the first thing that I will do uh, after this uh, uh, horror is over, I will uh, go out to Luke Air Force Base and see the Nellis Air Force uh, train their new F-35 pilots on the jet there. Mm -hmm. And that's not for a taxi ride, but it's uh, for ground photos. Okay. Uh, I have I haven't been uh, able to plan or set dates for flights yet, but uh, I, I'm sure something will happen uh, later in the year. Well, be sure to let us know because uh, we're always we're always down for a trip to Luke Air Force Base to to take shots of F-35s as well. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll get you we'll get yeah. you going on a on a photo sortie somewhere one of these times. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah, yeah, really. Um, <laughs> Well, that would be cool. You said that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, is there is there anything anything Frank that that we really haven't asked you that that you've wanted to mention or 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 talk about? Um, I mean, geez, we could. We, yeah, we you, could haven't, you haven't asked me about my fiance oh, yet. I was well, but, well, uh, hell. I, I'm going to keep. I'm going to keep all that secret. So that secret stuff. <laughs> so. All I can say, I mean, um, I've done, uh, I've, I'm fortunate to have done quite a bit of uh, aerial photography so mm -hmm. far, but you must know that I also really enjoy uh, uh, low level photography as well. I find it um, almost as exciting as uh, backseat uh, flying. Mm -hmm. uh, I also like uh, the, 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 the basic ground photography uh, uh, of, of aircraft. I yeah. mean, I just love aviation, military aviation, and I love light. I like to make a composition. I like to be, uh, I, I like to be directive. I like to, use, I like to set specific things up. Um, so that's that's something that you haven't asked me before. But yeah. um, that's it, I assume. Yeah, that's <laughs> well. I I tell you, it's yeah. Th this has been amazing. It's it's been great talking with you. Um, I know we've been, you know, all been conversing kind of back and forth through Instagram. Um, and uh yeah it's it's <laughs> it's really been an honor um i don't know if ryan or tony do, do you guys have any other pressing questions or yeah i mean i i, I just want to say it. frank you have an adorable family yeah definitely <laughs> uh, well, thank you thank you, thank you. <laughs> i agree <laughs> well, the, the thing is, and 
the, the thing that I'd like to uh, say to you guys is that I really uh, enjoy seeing how you are growing your brand, the Ramcheck uh, brand. I'm, uh, that really inspires me, and um, I, I love seeing how you guys do that, how you reach out to people, how you, you know, everything around uh, uh, Ramcheck is pretty cool, and uh, I'd like to congratulate uh, you guys uh, with that. Yeah, thank you, thank Frank. you. We'll drink to that when we see you. <laughs> yes, <laughs> thank you very much, and. And you know what's helping us grow our brand and and be able to reach out and connect with other people is actually opportunities like this to to be able to speak mm-hmm. with you because yeah I know that you know most people that listen to this or that follow our different Instagram pages you know or Twitter accounts or whatever they're all they're all av geeks to some extent we all have this soft spot for aviation but. Oh, each yeah. each one of us gives our own individual perspective mm-hmm. of that, and I and I think that's what also helps us all grow as individuals. Yeah, what you guys do is is uh, is is tie or make a bond between all the uh, AV geeks. I mean, I really like uh, like like what you guys well, do. Thank you, and that's one thank of our you. goals is to bring that community together yeah. as much as we can. Yeah, good job on that. Yeah, that's, all right. That's well, great. Um, so speaking of, you know, social media and, and, you know, websites and stuff, um, for those listener, listeners of ours, um, that don't know, you know, where they can find your photos, uh, uh let us know right now so we can, you know, make sure it's out there and on the podcast. So you can find me on Instagram. Uh, uh so it's Instagram.com slash Frank Krebas, Frank Krebas. Or on my website, www.frankrebas.com, or uh, on my Facebook as well with the same name. Mm-hmm. Just uh, look out and um, for my name, and, and that's how I share my images. And I really like to share my images because I hate to keep them all for myself because it, no, I, I like to we're share. Glad, we're yes. glad you don't keep them to yourself. Yeah, we're all fortunate. Can, can an organization or somebody hire you to do something specifically? Do you do that kind of work as well? That depends if <laughs> what they want sure, me to do. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess I should have been more specific. Yeah, when it comes to uh, aviation photography, I'm absolutely always interested in, uh, in hooking up and uh, make stuff yeah. happen. Yeah, <laughs> that's <laughs> that's great. I, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, everybody, uh, if you don't already, I'm sure a lot of our listeners do, but yeah, go, go follow Frank on all of his, uh, you know, his website, social media. Um, you could spend hours scrolling through and just examining all the photos. Um, absolutely incredible. And, you know, you're an inspiration to, to a lot of people. Um, and especially me being the photographer. I mean, I know Ryan and Tony are as well, even though they're not behind a camera typically, but, uh, for me, um, you know, you are an inspiration and I'm, I'm always trying to adjust my photos so that I can get the lighting right like you do because you've got that spot on. <laughs> mm. Well, thank you. You're, well, thank you. And, and, I'm, and, I'm not, <laughs> and I'm not saying this because you're a guest on the podcast, but your your photos are some of the most amazing I have ever, ever seen. So keep it up, please. Mm-hmm. Thank you. I'm going to drink on that uh, in just a minute. And, and we'll drink on that when you're back out here. So, <laughs> Yeah, promised. Okay. All right. Well. All right. Well, 
Thanks once again, Frank, for uh, being on the podcast with us. Yeah, and uh, also for your listeners, if they have any questions, just uh, inbox me via Instagram, for example. I'm happy to answer uh, uh, serious questions, and um, I love hearing from you guys. Great. And thanks for having that, me again. That's awesome. We we really really appreciate it. So. Um, before we end the podcast, we kind of do a quick rundown. Uh, we we kind of did that with you as well, Frank. But uh, Aaron, why don't you uh, let us know where everybody can find you personally yeah, on so social media? Absolutely. You can uh, follow me at Aaron Rumfollow. That's on Instagram or Twitter. But, of course, like I always say, all the aviation stuff in my life is through Ramp Check Global. So that's at Ramp Check Global uh, or RampCheckGlobal.com. Um, and uh, Ryan. You can find me at Rum Follow Me, and uh, same as what Aaron said as far as the <laughs> rap check social media goes. Give that a follow, please. And I'm going to ditto that as well. But uh, find me at T Rum Follow uh, on Instagram, Twitter, uh, Tony Rum Follow on Facebook if you want. Um, but don't forget, everybody, that the Ramp Check Podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google podcasts um uh soundcloud and of course we are now available on pandora so if you have the pandora app and you're addicted to that and all the music you can also uh play the ramp check podcast from there um and uh make sure you give us a follow on that and of course go to www.rampcheckglobal.com that'll take you to our ramp swag store so you can score a very cool f35 t-shirt just like what frank has <laughs> um, yeah, <laughs> and uh, we've got a lot of other great aviation merch on there as well and of course there's also a link to our aviation and aerospace news website rampcheckreport.com so uh, for Aaron, Ryan, Frank and everybody else I'm Tony with the Ramp Check Podcast and good day